0: Hello everyone, Uh, this is Boots on the Ground podcast, and I'm your host, Diblex Le Salon. In this second episode of our new series, Vulture Guardians, Helping Vultures Soar Again, in partnership with BirdLife Africa, I'm so delighted to have this conversation with Paul Gashero. Paul is a wildlife ecologist who is the Species and sites Program Manager at Nature Kenya. His work involves supporting biodiversity scientific work that informs Nature Kenya programs across the country. Key to his work has been promoting saving the African vulture in Kenya through wildlife anti-poisoning lobby and advocacy. I hope you enjoy this episode and learn something. Karibu, karibu sana. Hello, Gasheru.
1: Good afternoon.
0: Good afternoon. (laughs) Thank you, Thank you so much for making time to join us this afternoon to highlight uh, the plight of vultures. Could you please start by introducing yourself and give us a brief background of Nature Kenya and the conservation work that you do?
1: Good. Uh, thank you uh, for having me this afternoon. Uh, my name is Paul Gashero. Uh, I work as a Species and Sites Program Manager at Nature Kenya. Uh, Nature Kenya also known as the East African Natural History Society (laughs) is a civil society organization based in Kenya and whose mission uh, is to connecting people and uh, and nature for a sustainable future. And this has been done since Nature Kenya was established in 1909. And Within that framework of Nature Kenya, of connecting people and nature for a sustainable future, uh, we use birds as indicators of ecosystem health. And over the past um, six or so years, guided by a strategic plan, we have purposed and aimed towards saving species, safeguarding sites, uh, working closely with governments to ensure that there's enabling policy process, an environment that supports uh, nature conservation in what we call ecological sustainability, as well as empowering Roko people uh, across the country. And that has been the core of, of our work, and uh, which has been guided across the many years that Nature Kenya has worked uh, here in the country. Thank you.
0: Okay, f- fantastic. And uh, as we move forward, uh, Gashiru, uh, as we as we are highlighting the plight of uh, you know vultures in Kenya and uh, the great work that you have been doing on the ground for all those years, what are some of the biggest threats that you have come across facing vultures in Kenya? Um, as I mentioned earlier, we
1: we use birds as indicators of ecosystem health uh, and to indicate areas that are uh, of biodiversity. Uh, biodiversity conservation importance in our country. And therefore, from 1999 uh, coming to now to date, uh, we have worked very closely with governments to identify areas that we call important bird areas, which are now called key biodiversity areas. And in Kenya we have six, seven sites. And there are sites in Kenya that have been identified using vultures as as trigger species uh, of conservation. And uh, and one core area is uh, within the Masaimara area and other areas in Kajiado and other areas within Samburu and Naikipa landscape. So over the past couple of years before 2015, uh, there, ha- there had been significant lobbying and advocacy at the global arena towards seeing how best we can bring in uh, um, uh, bird of prey and especially vultures towards uh, in, towards um, towards uh, the level. That would uh, would catalyze their conservation uh, in in, in uh, globally. And one thing that was done there was lots of data which was collected, and a lot of science went back uh, went in the went on in the background. And in twenty fifteen, and working also from experiences from other countries like in, in India, where vulture population had declined significantly due to uh, one drug called one veterinarian drug called diclofenac. The same approach was used in in Africa, and, and we investigated whether our vultures populations are declining. And in 2015, the vulture population vulture African vultures were uplisted uh, conservation wise um, uh, in the IUCN in the IUCN uh, uh, red listing towards critically endangered endangered from from very low statuses. And one key driver that was identified then. As a key driver for declining of populations of vultures here in East Africa, was wildlife poisoning, mainly catalyzed by human-wildlife conflict incidents, and therefore the retaliatory tactics that the community uses towards uh, responding to this conflict, poisoning was one one of the approaches, and significantly, it was observed that this has had detrimental impact on on vultures particularly because of the nature that the vultures respond to dead uh, dead carcass, uh, or carcasses of wildlife and livestock in the field of the gregarious nature. So wildlife poisoning was identified as one of the key drivers of loss in vultures populations in Kenya and in East Africa. And then second one was habitat loss, which... Uh, which was also which came up, and other issues are emerging as you go along. Uh, given the uh, given the highlight that we have on um, and the focus we have on vultures.
0: Okay, Gashiro, thank you so much. I, I I think I'm losing you a bit. Could you kindly check your internet connection before I move on to the next question? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay okay great. Uh what 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 are some of the interventions being undertaken on the ground, you know, programs, projects, uh, you know, by Nature Kenya to 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 save vultures from extinction. So
1: in 2016 we started a program in the uh one pilot program within the Masamara region to learn on approaches that we can use towards safeguarding our vulture populations in the country, mainly focusing on addressing the drivers of wildlife poisoning. So we started a wildlife anti-poisoning campaign uh, uh, program within that landscape working closely with local communities through awareness creation, outreach programs, uh, and seeking alternatives uh, of mitigating uh, human life conflict incidents. Uh, showcasing and raising awareness to the local communities to stop using wildlife, uh, to stop using poisoning as an approach towards retaliatory of human life conflict incidents, as well as building capacity of local stakeholders, uh, conservancy rangers, uh, county government rangers, Kenya Wildlife Service rangers, towards responding effectively and timely towards uh, wildlife poisoning incidents that that would get reported so so with that, we were able to develop and come up with a response wildlife response uh, wide, uh, response protocol or uh, uh, respond to wildlife poisoning incidents uh, which was which was put together uh, and this is now a policy document that uh, that is being used nationally, and this one was packaged approaches that we need to, to be able to respond effectively to poisoning incidents, how to record, how to, to determine, and how to recognize uh, that is a poisoning incident, and therefore stakeholders are able to respond effectively. And that we were able to, to see an increase in, uh, in uh, reports coming through from the field of issues that was either suspected poisoning or issues that were, uh, were actual poisoning. And there was increased profile of vultures when people would see a vulture struggling somewhere, whether it was poisoned or not, or it's just, uh, which it might be even be sick or been hurt. Just from our work within the Masai Mara, there was an increase in profile of vultures within, within that landscape. And then finally, that catalyzed Change of law or inclusion of a clause within our Wildlife Conservation Management Act, which included poisoning as a as a punishable crime within our within our law within in our country. So so those have been part of our programs uh, through awareness creation, enhancing policy. Uh, policy changes and also providing interventions for local communities uh, towards mitigating human health conflict issues where they are based.
0: Okay, great. Uh, we, we, we know that uh, working closely with local communities is, is, is really key uh, to achieving goals and vision in conservation. And uh, could you highlight some of the challenges you faced uh, initially when you are going to to launch these poisoning programs, and uh, you know, advising the communities on better ways to live with wildlife, and uh, that um, poisoning is really harming the wildlife and the, and the birds too. Uh, are there any challenges that you encountered?
1: Yes, indeed, we we faced quite a number of challenges, and uh, and one thing is people could not connect uh, why we we go on the ground and start talking about vultures and the importance of vultures within that landscape and Masaimara was one area that we actually it helped us galvanize the support towards vulture conservation one key reason being Masai Mara attracts significant uh because of the wild wildebeest migration a lot of wildebeest do die when they are crossing the Mara River, which is a spectacle It has been documented or popularized as a wonder of the world, of the new the new world, and and therefore the cleaning up of of those uh, of the carcasses of the wildebeest, they are effectively done by vultures. Crocodiles do not do a very good job, uh, and therefore people could connect and see. Yes, when there are dead animals within our landscape, there is susceptibility of increased disease load uh, within our landscape. And therefore, if you have an animal that cleans up and and does not die from diseases that are common, like anthrax or uh, botulism or rabies, and therefore this animal is able to clean up on our behalf, people could actually now start seeing the connection of vultures and their cleaning services or in the environment so so that helped us at least to 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 use that as a platform to elevate the profile of vultures within masaimara but then another challenge came up or has been uh, there nationally and it's issues of wildlife uh of compensation that does not exist uh especially on loss of livestock or loss of property to 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 wildlife so we needed now to look for tactics towards Show, trying to show people that killing wildlife yes they c- killing wildlife is what they they know because they are not compensated but they can look at approaches towards which they can mitigate the loss of wild, the loss of their livestock to wildlife and here was elements to do with reinforcing their bomb their livestock enclosures because loss of uh, loss of uh, livestock was mainly being documented that night. Uh, there was issue, uh, uh, approaches to uh, to adopt like the the their lion lights, which 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 are flickering lights which can be mounted within their their homesteads which uh, scare away animals, etc. So with this type of mechanism and a learning process, we were able to overcome these challenges. But we are still a long way to go because. People are still living with wildlife, people are still coexisting with wildlife, and conflicts are being recorded every day. So how do we ensure that uh, their tolerance level is maintained and they do not deteriorate to to killing wildlife as a result of human life conflict? But this is work in progress, and we are continuing to see results of this because we are seeing that people are reducing uh, the, the retaliatory Tactics, especially wildlife poisoning, as an approach to killing wildlife due to human life conflict issues.
0: Oh, okay, that's that's great. Uh, thank you for highlighting that. And uh, talking of uh, seeing results, are we? I, I, are you seeing uh, the, the attitude of the local communities changing, and are they now starting to appreciate that vultures are a key, you know, species in the ecosystem, and uh, also these other birds of prey together with other other wildlife
1: yes we we are seeing there has been change of attitude uh mainly towards um towards le- uh let me first say on reporting incidents because when you go to masaimara and you went to uh the occurrence books of uh, Kenya Wildlife life service of reported cases no case were were reported uh, in the past, uh, let's say five years, of issues to do with wildlife poisoning, or even a dead hyena which is suspected to have been poisoned, or a dead vulture which was suspected to have been poisoned, uh, having fed on poisoned poison poison bait. And when we started there in Masai Mara in 2016, by time you by time that prog, that specific funded project was ending in 2018 2019, we had seen an increase. In people reporting incidents suspected, known name them of animals being found out there dead, whether they are dead because of wildlife poisoning or dead because of natural causes, people had started becoming aware about poisoning, and therefore, when they saw they found dead animals in the wild, they would report them. So, that by ourselves, we found as a good measure. Of saying that we are changing attitudes and people recognize that poisoning is dangerous and also can be much can be detrimental to the community in the out in the out uh, within that landscape. So that was one of the measures that we used to say that yes, people are changing attitudes. Secondly, when we with our continued awareness creation, we are still documenting how people are. Retaliating to human life conflict incidents, where you say someone has has lost his sheep or his cow to a lion, so what what did he decide to do as a result of that, and and therefore we are seeing that people are choosing to not to retaliate uh, to 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 conflict incidents, and adopt approaches that are much more amicable, like constructing of and strengthening their boma, determining how their grazing practices are being being done out in the field, and avoiding and uh, basically uh, enhancing their coexistence with wildlife. So we are seeing a change of perception and attitudes of local communities, but this needs to continue because uh, if uh perception and attitudes can also change overnight so we sure. need to continue enhancing uh enhancing our efforts towards ensuring that uh that that the education and the outreach and the awareness is is progressed effectively
0: uh, okay Gashero. Uh, masai mara is one case a, a example you know uh, of the successes and uh you know about uh uh, you know the attitude change and the community perceptions on, on these uh, species. Uh, how scalable has the wildlife anti poisoning program been in other parts of Kenya?
1: This has been uh, has been scaled uh, up into areas in Kajiado. Uh, um, first, as I mentioned earlier, we have the we supported the uh, nationally to develop a wide a response protocol to wildlife poisoning incidents, and this is a national. A national protocol, which was launched uh, by the Kenya Wildlife Service in 2018, and this was disseminated across the entire country, and within the Kenya Wildlife System, which which uh, they are much more uh, they are national institution, they they have a database that they are keeping on wildlife poisoning, and their rangers and their wardens within those landscapes have been mandated to be taught and to learn and to use. The tactics and to use this new knowledge or the the knowledge of response to, to wildlife poisoning within their landscapes we have this been uh, spearheaded in like kipia like kipia Saburu landscape by other partners uh, within that landscapes uh, like the peregrine fund and um, Waso lions which are, are based in that landscape and we, we are seeing more and more people uh, coming in and uh, from something that we started as Nature Kenya and uh, uh, through uh, and partners uh, through the Bad Life Partnership, which we have seen it being scaled up uh, at the national level, the issues that we need to we 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 ought now to start significantly addressing is elements of mitigating human rights conflict issues, and that's a bigger a bigger challenge that. Nature Kenya alone cannot be able to handle. So, and that calls for more partnership and more collaborations on, the, on seeking effective ways of mitigating human rights human conflict incidents nationally across the
0: country. Okay, thank you for that. And talking about partnerships and collaborations, how have they proven to be useful over the years in, you know, uh, taking the conservation of these species forward? So,
1: Vultures are wide-ranging species. Um, like a vulture in Masai Mara, would go all the way to southern Tanzania, places in, 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 in Ethiopia, places in Uganda. And, uh, and we had a vulture which was, um, which was tagged in Lykipia and it moved all the way to Lake Chad and back to Mombasa. So they are wide-ranging species. And therefore, the element, the work around vulture conservation requires significant collaborations and partnerships for us to be able to safeguard these species. We need our partners in Uganda, we need our partners in Tanzania, we need our partners in Ethiopia and other and and within that whole entire region to be able to integrate. Uh, the vulture conservation program in their programs and be able to promote th- the similar approaches, or uh, similar uh, conservation issues like we are doing here in the country. And we have seen that being done uh, in Tanzania, uh, at, uh, in Ethiopia, in Uganda, where through the umbrella of the BirdLife Partnership, we have partners within those countries that are promoting vulture conservation uh, within, this, within their countries. And therefore, that concerted effort, we are sure that this will mitigate significantly the losses of vultures uh, within within our region. Secondly, through the partnerships, we are learning a lot. Uh, uh, We have partners who are much more advanced and who are ready to bring in skills uh, and expertise uh, in, 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 in in birds of prey conservation and vultures in particular, like in South Africa, they were able to come and support us here in Kenya to, as you are establishing our program. Our partners in South Africa were able to come and provide training and us and to learn from them. And, that, and, and those elements of cross-sharing, uh, enhancing uh, expertise uh, and learning have been have been made possible through the partnerships and collaborations that we have been able to establish, and this by itself is is seeing is helping us to be able to uh, to to en- enf- enhance vulture uh, conservation within our country.
0: Fantastic, indeed. We, we need all hands on deck to to save and conserve these species and wildlands. And Gashiro, are are you worried about the massive and sustainable infrastructure development projects? that are causing more harm to the birds of prey we have seen service corridors the electrocution of birds when uh, you know on their migratory routes across Kenya and also loss of habitat you know uh, are, are you worried about these trends we
1: we are worried about the increase or the trend of heightened or increase in um, and rapid infrastructure developments, especially along our flyways, uh, like wind turbines, transmission lines, crisscrossing our, our country. Uh, and we, and what we are doing with that is, and because those are emerging issues, because when we, when the vultures were uplisted in Africa, that was had not, the, we didn't have a wind farm in Kenya. We didn't have uh, all these uh, rapid uh, infrastructure developments then, but we have had countries like in Spain or countries like in Jordan and uh, places in Egypt that they have experienced this. This they have experienced the uh, uh, rapid loss of wildlife due to to collisions and um, uh, uh, and str- and and electrocution of wildlife, uh, birds in particular, that are migrating within that landscape. And we're using that knowledge and that skill and those lessons learned to replicate them here in Kenya and, uh, and domesticate them to see how best we can apply them here in the country. And it is yielding some fruits we 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 had uh, in 2019, we started the process of developing a, a national-wide strategic environment assessment for wind power and uh, biodiversity, which uh, in collaboration with the Ministry of Energy, uh, and also uh, ensuring that these companies like Kenjen or Kenya, Kenya Power and Lighting Company and the wind farms are aware that they need to ensure they have applied uh, appropriate safeguards that ensures that they do not harm birds that are migrating or uh, or are moving from one part to another. So we are seeing increase in demand and increase in consultations with these companies. And we are providing uh, the, 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 the recommendations uh, around that. And this by itself, uh, yes, it's a worrying trend, but there's also increased consultation. And we are hoping that the companies that are coming up to put up wind farms, they'll be able to continue applying these mitigation measures. We already have some which have already started doing it by establishing and applying technologies towards uh, mitigating wildlife strike on a wind farm and also promoting conservation of the same birds of prey in other sites. So it's it's work in progress. It's worrying. But the demand and, and, and us being here will continue keeping an eye out there to be able to ensure that these companies adhere and uh, apply this pro- appropriate safeguards.
0: Sure, thank you. And talking of technology, Gashiru, how have you managed to balance technology and science, you know, uh, in uh, vulture conservation as Nature Kenya?
1: So we, as uh, Nature Kenya first, is science-led. It's a science-based uh uh, institution uh we use science to inform all our work that we do across the country or the all the conservation interventions that we carry out in within our country and one key thing is using or applying technology in like working with vulture specifically they we we have been using Tracking devices working with partners, where you have tagged vultures to see their movements, to see how they are using the landscapes, and uh, and also using those using those that tracking technology to be able to see how the vultures basically are using their their habitats uh, wide within that area, and that is helping us to be able to focus more on on uh, on our intervention uh, our, our intervention zones. And therefore, when a vulture dies in a certain area, we know that, and and we find that that death is caused as a result of wildlife poisoning. We know that's an area we need to focus on in awareness creation and providing and and seeking for alternative interventions uh, to support the local communities. As well as areas that we find like uh, birds have been uh, collided with power lines. Or seeing how the vultures are using the landscape, if there's a transmission line which is going to be constructed there, we can we are able to inform the the trans, the company that is putting up the power line that they should consider certain mitigation measures because we do know there are vultures using that landscape. So we are using the technology to to help the science that informs our interventions nationally. So and those and technology now is becoming uh, a core a core element towards uh, informing our conservation interventions here in the country.
0: Oh, that is so that is so profound. And uh, how have you managed to close the gap, knowledge gap, locally when it comes to conservation of vultures? Because all you get to hear uh, is uh, save the lions, save the elephants, you know, save the rhinos. But you never hear uh, 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 campaigns, massive, aggressive campaigns about vultures, about certain birds. You know how 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 has the advocacy and awareness creation is it enough?
1: It's not enough. Yet, but we are seeing uh, interests around um, uh, bird conservation. And if looking at what has happened in the past, let's say, five or so years, we have seen national celebrations, uh, marking national celebrations of International Vulture Awareness Day, which was marked last year nationally here in the country led by the ministry of tourism and wildlife and that means it's becoming much more profound to them or to the government or to the our policymakers, that these species are important and therefore there is need to be able to reach out to people and to let them know that they are important and and uh And with this, we have seen now like nationally now there are discussions being being carried out about developing a recovery strategy for vulture populations in our country, uh, led by Kenya Wildlife Service, as well as within the global arena that Kenya is party to. We are seeing now they are able to communicate our vulture conservation initiatives within our country. We are still a bit of a long way because nationally or the local communities do not um you see like issues of elephants and lions they have been promoted for a very long time uh and people and using like the big five uh big five um wildlife uh icons which has been there since people when since when i was a child the vultures were not even in that in that play but you, we cannot compete with, with a long history of, of species promotion. But from where we have started, we can see now with time, the vultures will also reach that profile that uh, the elephant has, the lion has, and other, and other iconic species within our country uh, as we continue our, our outreach and, uh, and awareness creation programs.
0: I totally agree with you. It's just like the case of the pangolins, which most of us I didn't know even about the pangolins until recently when I watched, uh, you know, uh, documentaries and series about it. About uh, you know, it's uh, its, uh, it's threats.
1: It's threats indeed. And today mm-hmm. I think the, I saw someone posting in the in the current Musafiri magazine. There are quite a number of vulture. Images within the Musafiri magazine, which is in which is within the Kenya with uh, the Kenya with uh, in-flight magazine. So I think with time we are getting there. We are getting there. And Nature Kenya works and co work is to promote conservation of birds within our country, and we have done it uh, every year, apart from last year and this year because of issues of COVID. We have been promoting. Uh, birding Kenya birding uh into the in the global arena through the UK Bird Fair nationally globally every year for the past eight years so and we have seeing now interest even people coming up as as birders and using birds uh, birding tourism avi uh, tourism within our country is also becoming quite a popular 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 tourism destination uh, here in Kenya
0: Fantastic. As we as we look to close, Gashiru, how can our listeners support Nature Kenya's uh, vulture conservation efforts?
1: So first, Nature Kenya is a membership society, and uh, would encourage our viewers, our listeners, to. Uh, to become Nature Kenya members uh, and through their membership subscriptions they are able to, uh, to support our vulture conservation efforts within our country, among other programs conservation programs here in the country. So by becoming a member you'll be supporting uh, nature Kenya's work in Kenya. Secondly, you can be able to donate to, to Nature Kenya through uh, you can go to our website www.naturekenya.org. And you can get details on how to donate to Nature Kenya. And if you donate towards the Vulture Conservation Program, you will get updates. Uh, once you donate, you will be able to document and give you feedback on how uh, your donation is supporting Vulture Conservation within our country. And you'll be able to get updates uh, periodically uh, uh, on, on how your contributions are, are, are being able to, to support Nature Kenya. Uh, within within our, within our conservation program. So I encourage our listeners to become members and to support Nature Kenya's uh, to be able to support our program here in Kenya.
0: Wow, thank you. Thank you so much, Gashiro. What a brilliant conversation. What a guest we've had on the show. Thank you so much for making time to join us this afternoon. Asante sana.
1: And thank you too for having me.
0: All right, bye. Bye-bye.